I'm Diana Penential, Associate Editor of American Libraries, the magazine of the American Library Association, and you're listening to Call Number with American Libraries. These days, it can be difficult to find ways to develop professional skills amid our busy schedules. That's why Gail has partnered with Udemy Business, a vast marketplace for online learning, to offer public libraries a program called Gail Presents Udemy. The program is an online platform that provides instruction for adults who want to boost their skills for a new job, expand their knowledge in a current profession, or just deepen a personal interest. Gail Presents Udemy allows your library to connect patrons with more than 17,000 video-based courses in such topics as business, technology, and software. Your patrons can take classes on how to code, prep for certifications in the information technology field, produce a podcast like this one, and more. You can also take personal development courses, whether you're curious about studying mindfulness or learning more about digital photography. And users can also take more than 9,000 classes in languages other than English, taught by subject matter experts in their native language. This episode, sponsored by Gale Presents Udemy, I'm speaking with Kyle Pugh. Pugh is a Microsoft Certified Trainer and a Certified Microsoft Office Master Instructor, and he has been teaching and consulting for 20 plus years on various computer applications. He's facilitated courses that range from one-on-one interactions to large-scale groups of more than 100 participants, including live in-person classes, webinar-style classes, and live online multi-week courses. We discussed his experience teaching with Udemy and what he knows about current job trends. For more information, visit gale.com slash elearning slash Udemy. That's gale.com slash elearning slash U-D-E-M-Y. You started your career as a game designer. Uh, So what got you into teaching online courses and how did you become an instructor for Udemy? a little bit of a different difference there between game designer and instructor, right? Um, before I, I entered into game design, I was going to school in San Francisco, uh, going through the media arts program. And while I was in school, I was uh, doing classroom training. So I did essentially the same thing, but just live in classroom, Microsoft products, Adobe products, and so on. Um, so that's essentially how I supported myself and my family as I went through school, I was doing training. Uh, after school, after I graduated, we left state, went to another state where I joined a, a game design team, uh, worked for them for a few years and then decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to training. Uh, so I went back to live training again, um, but then I learned about uh, Udemy and uh, from a coworker, actually, he, he left the company I was working with. I went to work with uh, Udemy and uh, got in contact with them again and started doing online training. And how long ago was that? Oh, let's see. That's been eight years ago now. So uh, for you, what's the length of a typical course that you teach? And what are the most popular subjects among your courses right now? Uh, Let's see. Most popular course is uh, Excel, Microsoft Excel. That's been true even when I was doing live in classroom training. That always seemed to be the class that filled up the most. Uh, And then when I moved into the online realm it, it continued um, probably way above the next course which would be something like word um, but excel is the most popular one 
And how long does something like an Excel course take? Uh, the, my, my Excel course, uh, it kind of goes through from beginner all the way to advanced. So from just getting into Excel, launching it from your desktop all the way up to getting into BBA, takes it's about 18, 20 hours in length. I'm wondering, you know, you mentioned that Excel was really popular among your courses. Uh, with the pandemic and the hot job market, what are some of the other trends that you're seeing right now in the types of skills that people are looking for? Yeah, good question. Um, I'd say before the pandemic, I got a lot of people that would go in and, and purchase a course. And it was kind of like, uh, in my, my experience at least, going to the bookstore and seeing a book and picking it up and setting it down and thinking, oh, I'll get to it at some point. Um, but then when the pandemic hit, it seems like people got in there and they started watching it and trying to upskill themselves and be prepared. Um, so I got a lot of people that got in there and they, one, they just wanted to learn Excel, um, but two, they wanted to, some of them wanted to build upon that skill and get into things like data analytics, um, where they can then report off the data and start to make more intelligent decisions. So I got a lot of people that wanted to get into Excel, but then they wanted to get into more larger uh, realms, things like Excel's uh, Power Query tool or Power Pivot or get into Power BI. Uh, and I actually got quite a few people that decided, you know what, Excel is great, but now I want to get into something like Python, uh, where I can start to do some programming and really boost my data analytics background and skill set. You're more focused on computer science and things in that, you know, technology field, or are you seeing other interests anywhere else? Uh, most of the students that come through, just because they're hitting Excel, seem to be more in the computer science realm. Uh, I have had a, a group of students that want to get into things like HTML and CSS and JavaScript. Uh, and then that, that kind of coincides when they want to get into things like Python, because now they want to start creating more robust interfaces and reporting systems, but then tie it back into their data set, whether that's Excel or some other larger mainframe database or whatever it might be. And you mentioned, so you've been doing this for about eight years now. Um, I'm sure times have changed in different contexts before the pandemic and things like that. But so I'm wondering how have you adapted and updated your courses to keep up with things as they change? Yeah, uh, we've seen some pretty big significant changes um, since before the pandemic and going through the pandemic coming out of it. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, beforehand it was, uh, you get students that would come in and some would complete the course, some would kind of put it on the back burner, watch an hour here and there. Um, but since the pandemic, I've seen a really big uptick in students completing the full course. Um, so to accommodate for that, I've, I've ramped up in the Q&A section of my course because I get a lot more questions as people go through and want to complete each section. Um, so bringing on other people to be able to help me do that as well. That's, that's been something I've had to adapt to. Kind of let the reins go a little bit and let somebody else handle it as well. Um, I've got a lot of people that are asking for additional exercises. Um, so as they go through the Excel course, as an example, uh, I've got exercise files that they can download and follow along with me. But then I've got a lot of people that are saying, I, I want something additional. Because uh, people are starting to see as they're going back into the job market or switching careers or whatever they're doing. Um, they're then getting questions in the interviews like, hey, if you were doing this instead of Excel, or you're asked to do this, how would you go about doing it? So they want some additional exercises to be able to perform and practice those skills. 
Um, so that's something I've had to adapt to and provide additional resources to students. And what kind of feedback do you get when you do, you know, um, adapt your courses with concerns like that? What kind of feedback do you get from students? Are they finding more success in the ways that you've been a little bit more flexible with them and them in return with you? Things like that. Yeah, uh, I've got a lot of positive feedback from the exercise files and such. Um, they're able to not just have me sit there and hold their hand and walk them through the exercises, but having something at the end of a section that then it's like, okay, now go out and practice the skill that you've just learned here. Um, and then to be able to, to work through it on their own and kind of go through the interface on their own, it kind of it, it helps them retain the information and also help them kind of think more out of the box instead of just listening to me drone on. Uh, they're able to get in there and say, okay, well, this is how I would apply it, or this is maybe I'll do a little bit of a twist here from something I learned earlier. Um, they're able to apply that. Um, so what interactions have you had with students who have used the course through the library? Yeah, great question. So I, I, within each of the courses, I've got a Q&A section uh, where students can jump in and ask questions and get responses, not just for myself, but from others. Um, and I've had several students come in and say, you know, sorry, I didn't get back to you earlier. Um, I've got access to the course through the library, so they've got to wait till they get into the library. Um, but it's a, a great resource for them um, that they they don't have their own resource of their own. They're able to jump in and, and take advantage of the course at, at the library. So your course reviews often mention upskilling. We've heard a lot of good stuff from you as well about upskilling the things that we already or your students already kind of know. Um, have you heard from any students who have changed careers or improved their salaries thanks to your courses? And have there been any other positive outcomes, any positive stories that you've heard about? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, when I was doing live, live training, I did do a survey at the end of each day, which was kind of neat. It would give me immediate feedback about how the course went. But then that was it. It was like, OK, thanks for the course. See you later. And I never heard from him again. <laughs> Um, but here with the online realm, it, it kind of gives me another uh, layer into these, these students' lives because now they got they go jump into the Q&A board at any point. I've had people um, find my email uh, and send me messages. Um, a lot of them are just, you know, thank you for the course again. Um, but I've got, got some that, that connect to me on LinkedIn and say, hey, you know, I've started a new job. Thank you for the Excel VBA section. I had uh, one guy talk about how he was able to take a process that took a few days for their team to go through and automate it um, just through a macro, through a little VBA inside of Excel. Um, I've had others that say, hey, I've, I've done something similar. My boss was really impressed. I've now got a promotion. Uh, it's pretty neat to be able to see the, the change that happens within people's lives just because of learning a new skill. For more information on Gale Presents Udemy, visit gale.com slash elearning slash Udemy. That's gale.com slash elearning slash U-D-E-M-Y. Thanks again to Gale Presents Udemy for sponsoring this episode.